My first name is Tim. I've never read Animorphs. I'm doing it now. Welcome to Minds at York. I'm Tim. My name is Alex. And I'm Megan. Hey, everybody. Hi, Tim. Hello. <laughs> I feel like it's been a good few years since we've done this. Yeah, uh, entire cosmos have been born and decayed into heat death since last we recorded, uh, like, two months ago. Mr. Peanut turned 21, so. Yeah. I thought Mr. Peanut died. Sorry, oh, no, Mr. Peanut Jr., you are correct. It is Mr. Yes. Peanut Jr. Oh, oh, God, that really confused me. And I was like, yeah. wait, he's only 21? I had he a whole moment there. He is 21. He was a baby yesterday. <laughs> yes. Very, very From strange tweets. Born in January, baby through yesterday, as of today, Mazel Tov, you are a man. Is 21 when you're a man? 13 is you are a man, but... <laughs> That also sounded like you were going to start like a Mr. Peanut, Solomon Grundy mashup. Mr. Peanut want pants too. So, I guess cheers to Mr. Peanuts? Is it cannibalism if you get him something with like Frangelico in it? I don't know, but it was talking about beers and nuts, so I don't know. I don't know what Frangelico is. It's a hazelnut liqueur, which is not the same thing as a peanut, but I feel like it's close enough. You don't hear much about peanut liqueur. Probably for good reason. Well, peanut butter is probably not bad. I have for a long time meant to fat wash some whiskey with peanut butter, so... Peanut liqueur should be my new Twitter handle. Do it right yeah, now. I think that's going to happen. My phone is date. currently dead, or else I would. Okay, well, we will remind you. Or when you edit this, you'll hear it and remember. <laughs> Speaking of reminders and cheers and whatnot, did y'all know that it is Meg's day today? It is, as of when this releases. Hey, hold on. I yes. got payday, it's Friday. I'm a little confused what day it is. No, no, this is, I'm, I'm being future Tim right now. Ah, uh, gotcha. The once in future Tim. Which I believe is a holiday that we made up because February sucks. February is the worst. But then we left it in 2020, which means that it still sucks. So, not really mission accomplished there. Now, it's patron saints. It's two Santa's Fay are Jesse <laughs> L. Martin and Jeremy Jordan. Ah. Uh, All valid. Uh, and the, the most important Meg's Day Carol is Santa Fay. Either one of them or a That's mashup. Right. A good mashup. That's what I want to hear. Somebody went back and did some research. Some of us have memories like steel traps. <laughs> Some of us forget that this thing exists and have to go re-listen to the episode every so often <laughs> to go, what the fuck is Meg's Day? And what do I need to do for it? But now I want pens. We can make this happen. Also, maybe everybody needs to remember to put their phone on vibrate or silence. I just went ahead and let mine die. It's fine. It's not you. I was talking about me. You're <laughs> yeah. good. I also have my watch, which I thankfully did put on silence, though. Let your phone die. Kill it if you have to. <laughs> so we read an Animorphs book. 
We read book 43, or at least I did. I hope everybody else <laughs> yes, did. Yes, we, we did. did. Okay. Hell yeah, we did it. <laughs> yeah. I almost reread 42. And no. then... The only thing I remember was uh, Adel's 43 and me joke. That's the only reason I remembered that this was the book. Uh, gotcha. Yep. Yeah, I was like, we got more Tobias, like, PTSD torture talk coming up, but I don't think it's this week. And it was like, oh, shit. No, that is this week. So I will go ahead and summarize the book for you now. Yes. Tobias eats a shrew. Bobby McIntyre has been missing for two days. Tobias leads his dad to him. This leads Yerkes to Tobias. Taylor is back and wants the Animorphs to help take down Visser 3. The gang cautiously agrees to help after some debate. Cassie, however, does not go. Taylor has a website. A message says she wants to destroy the Yerk pool. The gang debates and cautiously agrees. The plan is to morph taxons and dig a tunnel to divert a gas line to the pool. Axe and Tobias go to acquire taxons. The gang goes down, and Axe and Tobias take turns digging the tunnel. Tobias makes it to the Yerk Pool when Taylor makes her true plan of Yerk dictatorship and not democracy known to Tobias. Tobias chases Taylor back to the source of the diverted natural gas and shoots a hole in it. The Yerk lives in a blast-proof skull. The gas rockets everyone into the tunnel. Taylor is lost. No one can breathe. Tobias plugs the tunnel. The gas is suddenly shut off. The gang heads to the station to find Cassie did it. Cassie talked to Tidwell and found out the peace movement would be in the Yerk Pool when all this was going down. Taylor was working for Visser Three. He wanted the Animorphs dead and the peace movement killed at the same time. Then he was going to blame all of it on the peace movement. And this one, I, I really liked this one a lot. This one was very good. This was Shocker. another Ellen Giroux joint. It was, yes. Also, I love the fact that I read things stupid. Okay. <laughs> we do too. It's one yeah. of our favorite parts about your, your uh, summaries. <laughs> I, 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 you read things stupid. Oh, you know, shit. I, uh, I, I, I absolutely was just blown away when it turns out it was Cassie who shut the, the gas off. And I feel like that was probably obvious to, I don't know, everyone else. But well, I enjoyed that moment so hard <laughs> because I never once thought that was a possibility. Tim is like, yes, Cassie, torture yourself. Yes. 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 No, I did. I was like, <laughs> what a great story turn that I never saw coming. For I, mean, I am dumb. I, I don't think you're dumb. Um, I do think this time around it was a little bit more obvious for several reasons. Um, but I don't think you're dumb. Uh, I'll take it, though, because it makes reading these books way more fun. Yeah. Did you remember everything that had kind of built up to this? Do we know where we kind of all are? I still picture Taylor Swift as Taylor. I mean, I think that is a perfect way of reading this. When yeah. she shows up in the leather with her hair tucked into the high collared uh, yeah. leather jacket or whatever, bad blood just starts playing in my head. <laughs> and when they, when they first talked about Taylor, I did have the moment of, who the hell is Taylor? Oh, and it yeah. took me a while to, to, to work that out. I picture Taylor Swift, but with Nina Sharp's arm from Fringe. Mm, yeah, okay. I always think of Peter Pettigrew, but that's just me. Who uh, who did you say wrote this one? Ellen Ellen Giroux. And which ones did she write before? She wrote the actual Taylor torture book. 
And the book 41, um, did Jake time travel or just have a bad nightmare? Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, Yeah, no. I I, think also wrote books that you maybe collected or that might have been someone else. uh, No, that was a different author. I always get that confused. Dead Time Stories. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She was, however, the uh, ghostwriter who, prior to ghostwriting, had been a gopher for K.A. Applegate and Michael Grant. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so we really do like the Jero tomes. No, that's not where I want to go. That with works. That. Yeah, that or works. The Jero okay. files. Yeah. The Jero files is yeah. a whole lot better. Yeah, we've got two more coming up, uh, and then that's all she wrote. Um, I feel like Jero episodes could be a thing too. The Jero room that doesn't work so much. That does it's a not French pun. The Jero episodes that works. The Geronicles. Uh, I like that one too. No, that sounds like a cat's cat. Are you good? We made all of our <laughs> Jero jokes. Probably not, but we've our, got another fifty minutes to find the rest. Oh. You mean our? You mean our Jerokes? Oh, I set up for that. Oh, so stupid. Oh. So, my first note is the inside cover of this book, and I went. I knew what this book was about, but I still went. Taylor or Rachel? Taylor or Rachel? Yeah, I had the same debate at first glance. And then I think I settled on Taylor just because she seems to be a little more, like, adult-sized. Yeah, it makes more sense, I think. Also, a taxon does not look like I thought a taxon looked like in the face. (laughs) And what were you expecting from the face? I, I never read it as them having four independent, like, eye stalks. I thought they had just sort of one round bulbous head with a hole in the middle with with teeth. So like the mouth looks like I thought it did. Okay, I just You're thought talking it was connected the... to like yeah, the maybe guess, eyes. Uh, I guess those are eyes. Yeah, I think yeah. technically the eyes are also supposed to be like mostly cube shaped. So you may not be totally. Yeah, I'm gonna Google some some fan depictions once my phone turns back on of, um, of Texans. I think, I think we've talked about it before, but the cover artists don't always get the interior yeah. descriptions of things before they work for Animorphs. They being one person. When we want to talk about Nightmare Fuel, that transition on the front cover, that third stop. Yeah, the middle one. That's uh-huh. a, yeah, that's a pretty terrifying yeah. image. Yeah, thanks for that. I uh, <sighs> did not want to zoom in on that, but I appreciate it. It's it's really the beak. The beak is yeah, what sells yeah. it. I don't know. The eyes are kind of awful, too. And the tongue. It's all not great. Can, yeah, it's it's all not great. Can you imagine the cloaca on that thing? <laughs> <laughs> Yay, new record set. Uh, uh, I don't know if either of you guys can tear your eyes away from the morph, but that is a new Tobias. That model. is a new Tobias. That who is a looks new Tobias. Very young. Yeah, I, we we are hitting the point where I meant to look up if it had already started or if it was starting where the cover models were changing because the old ones were aging too much. Yeah. Or not too much. The other ones, they just said aged. They were aging faster than the rest of the world. (laughs) The only cover model who makes it all the way through the series is the Cassie model. The image has these tiny little T-Rex lobster claws too. (laughs) Yes. I, I find those more intimidating than like regular sized lobster claws. So what you're saying is 
we should buy you this cover. Yeah, this might be the one, actually. <laughs> I would I... hang this up easily in my house. <laughs> I feel like, Tim, you need a full-size Taxon mascot suit. Maybe a Halloween costume. Like I'm, one of I'm those T-Rex? Oh, next year for Dragon <laughs> yeah, Con. Just yes. like that, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Or can I get like one of those ones where it looks like I'm riding the T-Rex with my little dangly legs off the side? Or not the T-Rex, the uh, the Texan. You know what I'm I'll talking about? I'll allow it, yeah. Oh, yeah okay. If you want to saddle a Texan, that's <laughs> between you and... Uh... Your God. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> No, I think we. The reason I can't have this cover is because we decided I wasn't going to hang up any with the actual children on it because creepy. So I have to get an axe cover. I don't remember that discussion. Is that an actual discussion we had? I feel like it if you go, just this been... is Animorphs art. I feel like with the morph, the, even if people didn't read the the books, the covers are so well known. At least for a group of kids, you may be too old yeah. for this, but like. This, this... Might have been an internal argument that I had with myself. It doesn't sound familiar, but then again, I don't remember Meg's day, like, 90% yeah. of the time, so we're good. <laughs> I think I settled on an axe one, though. I gotta go back and look, and I never... Axe to cow? I think that's the one. I think it was axe to cow. Uh, also, Marco wears some fucking jinkos in this one. This was, like, a greatest hits for me. <laughs> Marco Where wears did full I... 90s in this. Where did I miss the jinkos? Um, did I, did I take a picture of this description? Is yes, it when he's I at did. Borders, R.I.P.? Yep. Two seagulls on the roof, Axe and Cassie watching the front door in the sky, a fluffy cat prowling the back alley, keeping an eye on the back door. In the magazine section, a short kid with pants as wide as a tent, oh, huge bug-eyed gosh. sunglasses, headphones, and a knit ski cap disguising a nine-tenths of his face. I did not even put it together when I read it. That might be the single greatest line in this book series. <laughs> and the best called shot I've ever seen out of a human in life. <laughs> Marco and Jinkos. I do also enjoy that later they're like, he removed all of this except for the headphones, which is still feels very <laughs> 90s. Yeah. Because you know they're big headphones. Marco and Jinkos are so related you can't even portmanteau those because you just end up with what you started with. Well, you just get Marco, but spelled M-R-C-O. All caps. That should be my next license plate. Have I talked about the Jort Lover license plate that I kept seeing for like two years? No. <laughs> Back when I worked in an office, I would leave at the same time every day to go to the theater. And with shocking frequency... I would get behind this same minivan on ice with the vanity license plate J-R-T-L-V-R. And I have never been able to reconcile those six letters in my head as anything but Jort Lover. There's no other option. Also, you know what? Props to that human. They know their style and are not ashamed. Absolutely. If you're going to love something, own it. Man, I love that all my notes are about, like, PTSD, the turn and Cassie, all this shit, and you guys are like, Jinko jeans, man. I mean, what do you expect? Let's talk about... The- <laughs> it's been two months. Ta- Apparently, I expected a lot. <laughs> let's talk about Marco's... Or, sorry, let's talk about Tobias's post-traumatic stress. <laughs> no, we don't have to go there yet. I'm just laughing because I'm looking at my notes being like, 
Really? <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm not going to lie. If I met this person and I said, hey, look, I read that as Jort Lover. What does it actually mean? It would probably surprise me to no end when they turned to me and said, oh, it means Jort Lover. <laughs> it's probably their last name or some kind of funky last name without... You think you think his name is like Ben Jort Lover? Yes. It's pronounced fact, Jort yeah. Louvet. It's French. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Jort Lover was God. my father. Jort Louvet. That's uh, the detective in like the next book series that we need to write. Yes. <laughs> detective Jort Louvet. Wait, I will give you the hometown he's from. Give me a second. I got to find it. <laughs> Because we laughed for about two hours in Virginia over this. And now I have to find it again. I think it was like Defreets. <laughs> no, now I'm really attached to the idea that this is that person's name. <laughs> and it's it's, name. it's not it's it's not spelled like phonetically or anything like that's legit the entire spelling of their last name. There's just no vowels. I'm <laughs> just trying to imagine that, I'm sorry. Elementary school had to be a nightmare for that kid. <laughs> yeah. Dumb fries. Dumb fries. Dumb fries. <laughs> Dumb fries. D-U-M-F-R-I-E-S. Dumb fries. I feel like I've passed through dumb fries. It is near Quantico, which, yeah. shout out to Ryan, love you dearly, did not know what Quantico was. Quantico. I have, I have yelled that several times, usually on road trips, when they give me fries with no salt. <laughs> Who does fries without salt? Monsters. Monsters, yeah. yeah. Like, you go through a drive-thru and you're like, mmm, fries. And then you eat one and it has no salt on it. And I'm like, what is this planet that I'm on that they don't salt their french fries? See, dumb fries is what I refer to crinkle-cut fries anywhere as. Who doesn't Why? salt their fries? Monsters. I, I believe lazy people at fast food restaurants who are just in a hurry. People with heart conditions. Also. <laughs> to be fair, yes, I get that. But, like, when we asked, we got asked for no salt popcorn at the movie theater and you had to pop a batch of no salt popcorn or no added salt whatever you, didn't you just, want to call it you didn't just tell those people to leave no we did not we would pop <laughs> it we would explain to them that you're going you, there's no way to actually get no salt fries because like it's spun in a mixer that you know isn't grained in salt now but then you'd add salt over the top after those people got it because or you throw the popcorn away don't give that popcorn out it's so dumb dumb freeze dumb fries <laughs> not to be confused with beloved 2000s, 90s band Dumfries McGee. Oh, Umfries McGee is a uh, band. Okay, too. okay, all right. Yeah. You uh, might say that their popularity could be described as less than Jake. <laughs> I swear that's got to be. We got to be in double digits of times you preference <laughs> less than Jake on this podcast. Are you going to go back and count? I should. For the wiki. I did also state that Virginia is not a state, and I was corrected. It is not, in fact, stated as a commonwealth. So, yeah. That's much like Massachusetts. <clears throat> and Ver uh, Rhode Island. And Australia. So let's talk PTSD, boy. <laughs> let's do it. Does that mean you have to pay commonwealth taxes? I feel like Robin, had, Robin Hood would probably save you from Commonwealth taxes. Can we talk about Kentucky? I just wrote a new piece of business in fucking Kentucky, and Kentucky is the fucking worst. Kentucky like, gave us Mitch McConnell. Kentucky's the fucking worst. I get this picture that pops up now annually of Tim kicking something in Kentucky for me, and it is the best thing <laughs> ever. Because Kentucky's the fucking worst when it comes to taxes. Actually, Kentucky's the first fucking worst, period. But yeah. one of the many reasons that Kentucky is the worst 
is because they are the only state to also charge you city taxes for your insurance. And we're in redacted. (laughs) I would hate to make Meg have to move again. (laughs) Yeah, please don't make me move again. (laughs) Anyways, fuck Kentucky. I don't know about Commonwealth taxes, but maybe I'll move to a Commonwealth next. Robin Hood will save us from the Commonwealth taxes. And time for our special guests to join 23 minutes in. An anthropomorphic fox. <laughs> that would have made me so happy if we just had a little animated <laughs> fox just pop up right on the yeah. screen. Unfortunately, went, it's a podcast. No. no one else will see it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I went with like, can you imagine if like Rachel or Cassie's crush was Robin Hood? Because let's all be honest, Robin Hood was really hot. And I mean, like, can you just morph into a fox for me, please? You think you think Fox Robin Hood was really hot? Everyone does, Tim. It's, Everyone it's a law. does, Tim. You can you can acknowledge it. It's okay. I I really like really confused myself at the start of this. It took me a minute to remember that it was a fox. I had sort of the stone kid. No, that is not. He no. does turn into various animals through that movie. He does. This is no. True. Yeah, no. He was fox fox Robin Hood. Besides, if you want hottest animal from that movie, clearly it's Merlin as a turtle. I don't know if I agree with that, but okay. <laughs> I mean, I know I don't, but I wanted to see the look on Tim's face. It was mostly remember. uncomfortable and confused. Yeah, I need to go rewatch it. And it's then I thought, that- no, I don't, because then I'm going to be looking for hot Merlin turtle. And I don't, I don't think I need that in my life. My I, I do of- want to, I want to rewatch the Brave Little Toaster, though. Oh, I fucking love that movie. That's a good one. We talked about that recently. Was that you and me, Alex? It may have been. Because doesn't the second one go to... The toaster goes Mars. to Mars? Yep, that was you and me. Yep. I, you know what? I don't think I've ever seen the second one. I haven't either. But something of mine either went missing or is on an adventure. And I can't remember what we talked about, but... Yeah. As in Mars, I'm assuming. With the brave little toaster? <laughs> Most it things are on Kindle. Mars. My Kindle. Yes, that's what it was. Which I found the moment I bought a new one. So Tobias is PTSD, huh? Tobias has bad PTSD and it is not handled well in this book. I did I did appreciate the the people think when it's over you get better, but it, it yes. sticks around. Said. Oh, let me rephrase. It is not handled well because there's not an adult around that can be like, you have PTSD, let's sit down and talk about this. You need therapy. I was just about to ask you if you meant that it was not written well or if you no, meant no, no, that no. it was, yeah. It's not handled well by the children because they're children yeah. who don't actually understand PTSD. Uh, but yes, that line is one I also highlighted because, man, that was fucking real. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If we had better healthcare in this country, every YA and teen drama <laughs> would need to work much harder for their premises once kids could go to therapy. That's valid. Riverdale, Veronica Mars, Animorphs. I mean, it you know, says a lot. Three. It says a lot that one of my favorite episodes of Riverdale is the therapy episode of season four. Fair. Yeah. That may be just because of Gina Torres, though. So now I'm trying to write a story in my head where they are prevented access from therapy. But that would feel natural and not forced. I mean, I'll get back can- with you. They can't get therapy because how do you explain to a therapist? Well, I can turn into animals and I'm fighting aliens. And that's why I had to hold you hostage for three days to make sure that you don't have an alien in your head. Actually, I didn't build in that it was the Animorphs. That (laughs) one sort of answers itself. I was just thinking random kids. 
in my YA novel that I've not written. But all they have to do is go to a uh, chi therapist, and they're good. It's fucking valid. Man. Oh, man. I need that now. Why hasn't Eric provided that? Eric, I'll work it into the RPG. Wait a second. Didn't Eric work with Freud? Isn't this something that we discussed at some point? I mean, I think that's an... That's an argument why it shouldn't be Eric. But it, it could be, be Eric. any of the others. Eric makes sense. He's friends with all of them. But then he doesn't have objectivity. Ugh, fine. Of course, he's also a robot, so he only has objectivity. So Tobias has extreme PTSD, and it is him... It is culminating in him trying to realize if he chose... To be the hawk and give up his human life. And does that make him weak? Yeah, I I like, though, that it gives him a chance to actually kind of unpack that. Because I don't think we've ever really gotten that. No. Like, even, even in the first Tobias book, it was more about being depressed, about struggling with how to live this life as a bird having to kill to eat can you still have friends can you fit in how do you accept this part of yourself it was never really about well why did this happen right and it probably says something that he's finally in a place that he can start asking that question and it's not breaking him that he's using it as a shield to keep himself from breaking from something else it definitely stands out that repeatedly throughout this, like, he calls on Elfanger, he spends time with Axe, like, calls on the memory of, like, his role in all of this, that he was his father who he never got to know. Um, spends time with Axe, like, relies on sort of Rachel to ground him when he is attacking and losing control. Like, that he has all these connections and all these people in his life... And has more stability than he ever had as a human. It lets him do that. I think you're right. I do have a couple of questions about Taylor, though. One, whether or not she survived this, and if she survived this, whether or not she'll be back again. But also, like, the the whole end of the book is operating on, like, a bunch of assumptions. Like, granted, they're logical assumptions that she was working with Visser 3 the whole time. But we don't know that she was working with Visitor 3 the whole time. Well, if you, and you probably don't remember back to the last book we had, she was a sub and she did work with Visitor 3. Uh, and uh, the other thing was that she used to be a sub I don't remember what what caused her to no longer be crazy. a sub Pretty much. Let the Animorphs <laughs> escape. Oh, okay, okay. Um... But as to your question about will we see her again and whether or not she's alive, what I would ask you is, do you think she's still alive? <laughs> do you think we'll see her again? I I do. I don't think she's gone. I think she will return. We have 12 books from the end. And we have only one Tobias book left. But it was just like two left open. I feel like it's gonna it's going to creep back in. Perhaps in the next Tobias Maybe. Book. Or maybe PTSD isn't something that you can solve easily. On top of everything else that goes on here. So Taylor is a metaphor. Yeah, that's I mean, what I was just about to say. 
again, we are gearing up towards the end. I know I say this probably every episode, and but like, I think this pretty well establishes that they're fucking kids. I'm not expecting them to solve their problems. Yeah. Um, I'm not a kid, and I can't solve my problems on my own. But the way they're handling things is they're going to have long-term repercussions. And I think this book just kind of solidifies that more. And it also kind of contradicts where we've seen that in other places. Like, it, for instance, the book we had two books ago was about Jake dealing with the fact of, like, terrorist acts and, like, for the greater good killing and things like that. And how his either someone or his mind, depending on how you read that book, deals with it is to send him to the future and to see the repercussions of his actions. And yet he is willing to risk thousands here. Two books later. It's not like it was 10 books ago, 20 books ago, two books ago. And he is very cold, shut down leader. Yeah. These thousands are worth the sacrifice. Yeah, to the point that, like, even when someone brings up what if Tom is there, his response is, eh, so be it. Yeah. And I don't know what that says. I don't know what that says from that book to this book. If it's supposed to say something, or if it's just an error. But I mean, or just, like, they're flailing. Yeah. Which is realistic, I think. Well, and it, but it's also, he's not exactly presented with a lot of great I mean, the other alternative is they don't work with Taylor, and I think that's very clear that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Well, agreed with that, but, like, if they don't work with Taylor, the Yurk threat continues to it, grow. I mean, I agree with you. I, you're not the wrong. The point at which, yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. There's no, like, good, like, oh, look, we can do this and save all the people option. And so that's the, that's the, the, but the, the, the point where Taylor screams, Taylor breaks loose of her yerk and says, don't do this. Let me tell you, if any one of you, if we are talking about anything in this world, hey, do you want to like go have a picnic? I'll be like, sure. And if you turn and look at me and say, don't trust her, I will get up and I will walk away and I will leave and we will never have that picnic. (laughs) It will never happen. I don't understand why that was even still a thought after that moment. Yeah, there's not really a good reason other than Tobias trying to prove that he is strong enough to handle this. Yeah, uh, cool. But, like, yeah. literally the inside of Taylor just told you that Taylor is planning a double cross. Can we please bail out now? The fact that Marco doesn't try to fight it more, I find it weirder than Tobias. Like, Tobias yeah. is fighting something so internal that I can understand where Tobias can't get his head out of this to well, be to make sound decisions but marco witnessed this too and the fact that marco who was very much our group pessimist and is the first one to be like nah we're fucking done doesn't peace out or say like hey this is a problem why are we not looking at this is very weird yeah well i think i think that's a good point and that Maybe maybe the one really unresolved thing in this book that narratively I expected to, to get called out is the way that everyone is kind of coddling Tobias. There are things they're not supposed to say. There are things yeah. they're not supposed to talk about. They're supposed to be gentle in how they talk to him. And like Two different times Tobias is like, this is driving me insane. 
let's just talk about it to himself, but like never calls out the group. And I wonder if maybe Marco's not pushing either A is because of this this directive yeah. go easy on Tobias or B just he does but we don't see it because he never does it in front of Tobias. That was that was just about or what I was just about to say was the same thing that 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 may be happening sort of off camera. But you don't get that feeling like it is. No, there's never any tension later about it. No, because if because the big tension here is the fact that Cassie stands up and says no. This is not something thousands of lives are not and thousands of York lives are not what I'm willing to risk here. I'm sitting this one out. If you guys choose to do it, I'm not doing it. Which is a, probably not the first time she said that, but it's the first time that she actually does it. Can I say how glad I am that nobody tries to talk her out of walking away from it, though? No, that, I mean, that is respectful because as they you know said in the book, like Jake has always said, you can sit out. Um, yeah. And... It is really good that Cassie's stuck to her morals there. But nobody tries um, to override the morality of it either. Right. You don't hear any of that, well, Cassie's just being Cassie or anything along those lines. Like, everybody sort of right. understood why she stood yeah. where she stood. And and they don't disagree. I mean, Rachel has a breakdown a few pages later, a few chapters later, basically saying the same thing. Are we doing the right thing? And it kind of leads to the question of, like... Is it going to take something big to end this? And is it going to be worth whatever's lost? Too much. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, it's just, like, it, it's funny because, like, in book two, I'd have been like, I don't know what we're talking about. We should just gas the Yerks. Right? <laughs> but, like, right. to be fair, you have said that many yeah, times. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, but, like, even when I'm reading this, like, you can see a little more of the. Uh, no, Cassie's right. Some of these aren't, you know, necessarily evil. Some of them haven't been put in the best position. And you're going to risk human lives at the same time. Like, there's a whole lot of, like, damage that needs to be assessed. Well, and whoever has the the monologue about how in World War II, we, we bombed cities and we bombed factories. And just because you're not in a uniform doesn't mean you're not fighting a war. Like, I know this is a difference between... 2000 and 2020 mm -hmm. but man don't use committing war crimes as <laughs> a justification like no we got a geneva convention <laughs> now fair, that's not cool bro this is like may of 20 or 2001 i think is when this book came out uh, even still though like that's no yeah even then that wouldn't have been a valid argument you know what I'm saying? Like, for adults, I but for children who are done. Like, I'm not defending it. All <laughs> yeah. of that is still crap. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. But even I read that part and was that, like, but... no, dude. Because I thought yeah. he was going to go to the atomic bombs, which even worse, you know? Yeah. Like, I... Mm. Well, that that's, that's really all I wanted to get to is like, in the narrative of this, this argument is the opposite of persuasive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is a, definitely an interesting argument. <laughs> you have you have people on opposing sides, and then someone makes that argument, and you see people go to the opposite side of that person just immediately. <laughs> like, you know what? You're you're okay. I know where I need to be now. Yeah, yeah. And this is, I think, this is a good example of why these books are still beloved and still are trying to get a foothold back because these are conversations that still are incredibly valid. 
Yeah, uh, since last we recorded, there is talk of a movie happening, right? Yes, yes. And uh, we are a couple of months from the graphic novel coming out. Yes, which I have an advanced copy of. I'm very excited. I am very jealous, but also very excited (laughs) for you. I posted about it, and then the comic book creator was like, please tell me what you think. And I was like, oh, God, I shouldn't have said anything. What if I end up hating this? I don't think I will. I've seen, like, some of the stuff that he's done. I, there's no way. But so I was like, oh, God, I feel put on the spot. <laughs> but I can only imagine how he feels. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I bet. Thing <laughs> the internet loves that you're responsible for? Mm, good luck. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I really – there's not a lot of, to know about the movies. And what I love about – Kay Applegate and Michael Grant is that they speak their mind and Mm -hmm. like um, I think the same company that is working on the Animorphs movie they did something recently or they um, did an adaptation of a book recently and I can't I'm totally blanking on what it was but it was shit and Michael Grant was like hey guys there's a risk this movie's not going to be good look at this and I just laughed because I was like, who else is going to be saying that? Michael Grant doesn't give a shit. Yeah. It's one of the things I love about following him. They have said that they're not going to allow any sort of like whitewashing of casting. Yeah. That they want a, a, an inclusive representative cast. Um, I think the producer on it too worked on like Hunger Games and stuff like that. Yeah. At least some of them. But yeah, it's just this whole conversation of war and where the line between the greater good and doing what's right falls. This is too much to cram into a movie. I think the hope is that it's like an introduction movie, then they can do a TV show. Or it is a movie, multiple movies. A franchise, if you will. That would be the correct word, yes. A franchise, not to be confused with dumb fries. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm also really excited for K.A. Applegate's uh, other adaptation, which I'm doing the math. I think will come out by the time this is out. I think it comes out this weekend. What is that? The one and only Ivan. Oh, which oh, yeah. I bought, but I have not had time to sit down and read yet. We should read and see the movie. I you think should, it's, it's coming on Disney+. Disney+, Plus. Plus? yeah. yeah. There you go, Tim. You can sync up the tracks on Meg and me saying Disney Plus at the same time. <laughs> I just thought that, too. The last Rachel book we have, I can't even remember what happened in that damn book. They they went on a journey to the center of Marco. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Right now, I feel like we're in a lot of, like, really bad, like, Rachel books aren't great. Um, And it kind of bothers me. Like, Rachel seems so much more well-rounded in this book. Because in her books, they try to make her seem like she is... Wolverine? Yes. It's like, all that matters to her is her bravery. And she has a, an absolute freak out here. Are we doing the right thing? I I was very surprised by that moment, but so, so glad for it. It's so good. And it just, like, it makes me sad because I just don't feel like any of the Rachel books in the later half of this are done well. Um, which is why I find it so fascinating that, like, Rachel is a lot of people's favorite character. And maybe it is because of the things, like, because 
the Jake and Tobias books tend to be more uh, on higher on the favorites list at the same time. And I feel like those kind of balance out Rachel more. I don't know. And and maybe 20 years ago, it was harder to find badass female leads in YA fiction, maybe. I mean, we had Buffy. Okay, fair. <laughs> As someone who is not allowed to watch Buffy, I'll allow it. I want to watch, or no, I want I want a Marco book, but I want it to be written by Ellen Giroux. Well, Tim... <laughs> In two books, you might get what you asked for. I hope so. I feel like she would advance the the Marco story in the direction that I want it to advance in. Let me put it that way. What direction is that? The good one. What is the good one? Oh, I don't know. Just like something that's like... <laughs> I, I don't i don't have like a... Be as vague as possible. It never works with us. I don't, I don't have like a plot in mind. I just think it would be the most like readable. So you basically want Ellen Jarreau to write the extreme as we devised it. Yes. Okay. I don't don't even sit there and tell me that that doesn't sound amazing. <laughs> because it does. That that story would be just a a a summer action movie and uh just this incredibly deep storytelling moment at the same time. It'd be the perfect I mean, we storm. basically made we made point break with aliens, yes. basically. But this would be written by someone who would write it good. And so it would say be amazing. The next Marco book is one of my favorites. And I'm just gonna say that. One of my favorite Marco books. One of my favorites overall, too, maybe. This one's up there on the list. This one was really good. It yeah. is really good. I think it, it hits on a lot of things that the series wants to talk about and tries to talk about and between the fact that why it wasn't really a culture and that they were using ghostwriters and a lot of other factors they couldn't hit on it as well as they wanted but the fact that they're talking about ptsd and this isn't rolling off their backs and the fact that tobias got fucking tortured and isn't just like man what's rachel doing this entire book it's really nice. I agree. It's really, really good. It's also a good one for us to come back from the hiatus on. I agree. Like, I'm glad we got to come back on a good book. Yeah. <laughs> Did you look up either of the websites for Earth Asaurus or Earth is Ours? I looked up. I did not. Earth is Ours. Which did is, it pull up anything? It says it's available. Ugh. But uh, well. I did not look up Earth Asaurus. Which I thought was a weird bit anyway. <laughs> it was a weird bit. But I do really appreciate the fact that Axe is getting money by like repairing and restoring computers for a living, I guess, more or less. Axe has got a part-time job at like Radio Shack. Yeah. You've got questions, he's got antlers. <laughs> With eyes on top. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I like how he did the little bunny ears. <laughs> I do appreciate that you did the ears. Thank you. For yeah, that. I made little sock eyes. <laughs> anyway, I've made a note to myself to register those domains and have them pointed out. So <laughs> I'll be good by the time this goes live. Cool. I'm just gonna I'm gonna have stickers made then, and I'm gonna just plaster them all over. Earth is ours. The city. 
basically. Oh, please do. <laughs> yes. I am all for this because, like, it seems like something really political. Yeah. It seems like something like a flat <laughs> earthers thing. And it's going to be a fucking Animorphs podcast. Please do this. Uh, I want Tim, some of them. I will go in with you on this. You you have to print both Earthosaurus and Earthosaurus. I will. And I will be tracking to see which gets more hits. <laughs> it will be Earthosaurus. All right. I am I'm on it. I'm on it. The Earthosaurus was my favorite golden girl. (laughs) We went two different directions there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tim, do you have a dumpster count? Uh, Page 54, one in this book. One. Uh, They almost got me. They had the word dump. And it was not capitalized. And I was like, uh, 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 oh, it's Uh, not the same word. They have dumps like a truck. Truck, truck. Okay. (laughs) Someone out there who was a fan of Cisco's music at this same time in history will get the reference. I, oh, I forgot it was the same time in history. I my stepdad loved that song. We listen to it all the time. I am just You know that's what Marco was listening to in yes, his Jinkos. Yes, in fact. Just like if we ran through all the stuff that Alex is into. <laughs> now hang on a second. Cisco is the one that would just jump out at me as like, wow, I got that one wrong. I just oh. I had that one wrong. I, I guess maybe I should have said this. Uh, no, I think Alex is just into thong. Forty-three it's episodes okay. ago, <laughs> I don't necessarily endorse every <laughs> reference I make. I was waiting for you to say huge Cisco fan. Huge. <laughs> I mean, of the three different, of the four different Ciscos I could name, this is probably the one I'm most likely to indulge in. I, there's like, but the f- I'm gonna do it by way of postmodern jukebox cover. <laughs> I can think of... I've got two. They're both excellent. Oh, I just went jukebox musical and oh, oh, my brain. Oh. Two Cisco's in this world as far as I know. Oh, no, three, three, three. <laughs> I got three. Okay. All right, so Cisco Ramon. Ah, oh, four. That was the fourth. Cisco Ramon. Got it. The food service company. That was the first one I thought of. And the router IT yeah, device manufacturer. Cisco Ramon. So, uh, just for everybody scoring at home, that's four to three. Alex wins the Cisco off. Cisco off. Yeah, we will we will celebrate this in a hundred years at the Cisco Centennial. <laughs> it's going to be confusing because you expect it in a hundred and fifty, but no. <laughs> that's a Cisco Centennial joke. That's the first yes. time in history anybody's ever made a Cisco Centennial joke. No, no, there's one every hundred and fifty years. <laughs> Tax and morphs. I'm getting us back on topic. Tax and morphs. We were driving to Needwater and I had to Google what sesquicentennial means. So that's the only reason I know it. What? How did this come up? On the side of the road, there was a sign that said sesquicentennial something or other. And I was like, what on earth is that? That's the Bigfoot comet that comes over. every hundred years? No. No. <laughs> no. You did not I, I, you sure Google have... while driving. I wasn't Are driving. You sure. So. Are you sure it was not a garrison manned by a Bigfoot? No, I don't. You know, I am not sure. A Sasquatch Sentinel. Yeah. <laughs> Taxonmorphs. <laughs> Taxonmorphs. I was thinking like the Sentinels from the X-Men cartoon. And the idea that there are just Bigfoots in their heads driving them. I'll allow yeah. it. Every, everything's possible in the Jonathan Hickman world. <laughs> 
in my mind, I felt that because I now live closer to both of you, that I had more power. <laughs> and this is obviously not true. Yeah, it's it's not a distance thing. I don't think like the Apparently signal not. was weak. <sighs> it's like yes, I've got gigabit Ethernet now, or gigabit internet now. I think I that's can what fully I do control have, these chuckle fucks. <laughs> I did go for the top tier internet. I and did. then all of a sudden, Bigfoots were driving Sentinels from X-Men cartoons. So Taxon morphs, huh? <laughs> yeah, bud. I, I The whole hibernation thing seemed like a bit of a... Cop out? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. No. And then I'm like, so what? how do these Yerks drive these Taxon bodies so much easier Peter. than... I do appreciate that he knows this because of, like, a report he did in school. Like, that seems like the most bullshit enough reason that I will accept that this is a thing. This would be like, Tim did a report on kangaroos in the second grade, and then decided, yeah, I can help this kangaroo give birth. (laughs) I don't think that's the same thing. But I I do appreciate, yeah. I think the only report I remember doing from school, I did a report, I think, in middle school on the death penalty. I did a report in the second grade on kangaroos. (laughs) (laughs) If we're talking... I like how you worked your real life into that that fit, then. Pre-high school, I did a report on William Howard Tapp, and that is why the bathtub at the White House is so big. Thought for a moment you were going to say William Shatner. which. I am actually going to do a report on William Shatner as soon as we get done with this. What you do in your own time, Tim, that's between you and, again, your God. God. <laughs> it's nothing you can say to take if you, you away and, and from my God. If you want to, you know, like, do the axe to cow thing, like, you have fun. <laughs> we support you. Taxonmorphs. Huh. So, am I the only one who was like, oh shit, it's gonna be Elfanger's buddy who got stranded on the Taxon homeworld as a Taxon. That's convenient. No, I didn't even think about that. Oh, man. Did we... We haven't seen him again. Well, I was gonna ask, did we say we were going to or not? Um, I feel like Tim has predicted that we would. Which means we probably won't. I I don't know, man. 2020's fucking weird. (laughs) Anything's possible. Oh, that's such a good one. Uh, no, that's my predictions start coming true. You know the shit's gone really, really off the rails. Oh man, your your predictions start coming true. I'm going to hide. I'm going to find a bunker and be like, "All right, it's coming. Fucking in the world. It's okay. I got books. We're fine." I read an article about the bubonic plague today. You know, I have functional resistance to the bubonic plague. Oh, hold on, I don't. There's a little bit to. Is that true? Yes. How do you know that? Um, Because I have what is called hemochromatosis, which is a high accumulation of blood iron, which gives you some, it's not like 100% I'm immune, but it gives me some resistance to the effects of the bubonic plague. Also, for anybody freaking out about the bubonic plague, it's been around forever and there are always cases that pop up every year it's just that they're getting more attention this year because it's 2020 i I, the 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 article that i read which i have well i guess i shouldn't even say it since i haven't done any research on it yet i mean the last time you did that yeah i know it was meth alligators (laughs) and it went terrible you ruined all our credibility (laughs) (laughs) which also came up again recently 
like someone was talking about meth gators and I just want to be like, guys, we did an episode apologizing for this. Where did this come from again? That happened uh, That happened at work. Somebody talked about the meth alligators and I was like, hold on, I've got a little story to add to your story about meth alligators. Yeah, it like came up again on TikTok or something and like was starting to be talked about. And I was like, no, guys, we, we disproved this. Stop it. <laughs> anyway, there's an early season episode of House where Paul Blart's <laughs> wife from Paul Blart 1 York. gets the bubonic plague from a, 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 not a meerkat, prairie dog. Um, so, yeah, if you need proof that it's been around a while, House has already been there. We know it's been around a while. It's also called the Black Plague. Wait, hold on. That's for <laughs> listeners. House is your proof? Yeah. No. House also thinks that you could cure my autoimmune diseases in 20 minutes, and you can't. House is well, a stupid, get everything stupid. right. <laughs> House I, gets I mean, medication and then he's like, this isn't working. And I'm like, no shit, Sherlock, it takes two years before you have to decide if this medication works or not. <sighs> I got a lot of issues with house. I'm sorry. I was at work one morning at like five in the morning and I was in the parking lot and this little armadillo was out there in the parking lot. Oh, And I was like, I've never seen where you thought you were going. I've never seen an armadillo before, like other than dead on the side of the road. So I was like, hey, armadillo. And he just kind of like hung out there and chilled with me for a minute. And then we were, we were, you know, like, I don't know, getting to know each other, I guess. And he started to walk towards me. And that one, that's when I remembered that armadillos carry leprosy. So I. Did you get a picture of it? Yeah, I've got it somewhere. I'll send it to you. But yeah. And then I saw him a little while later and he was like digging through the trash can. And I was like, you do you, armadillo. You do you. Yeah, armadillos are cool. Yeah, he he seemed like a pretty chill guy. Like, I felt bad, but I was like, don't get too close to me. Did you get his name? No. You got to know each other and you didn't get his name. No. Like... No. It was Army Hammer, actually. That's a good one. Dang it. I couldn't come up with anything. Ugh. Sorry to put you on the spot. Ugh. But I'm glad you, you and the armadillo socially distanced. That was very responsible. <laughs> Um, I hope he was wearing a tiny little mask. <laughs> he was just a chill little guy, you know? I was like, Not to be confused with that. a chinchilla. I don't know what I thought an interaction with an armadillo would be like. <laughs> he holds you at gunpoint. <laughs> Takes your wallet, curls up in a ball, rolls away. <laughs> I fucking hate you guys. Why do I do this? <laughs> I think he... because you're a masochist apparently somehow wallowing away he can still hold his middle finger out at me without that twisting it just rolls well, yeah it just it's out the side it's like a it's like a spike coming out a wheel you just get one on each side so he's balanced so tax and morphs tax and morphs very hungry much chewing i did appreciate Tobias's realization that he understands the Texans and that scares him. Yes, that was good. I thought that that was a good use of a Texan morph was to be to help Tobias realize some of the issues that he's gone through. And it was set up really well because we got the bit about how yeah, I'm here because I'm like I'm late because I was trying to find breakfast and this squirrel bit me and I'm still hungry. <laughs> Come on, Marco. Stop being a dick about your <laughs> Pop-Tarts. Ugh. I did enjoy the Tobias Marco in this book. I yeah. felt like it was a lot calmer than it normally is. When he Agreed. when he brought the Pop-Tarts back around as if they were attacking him. I thought that was a solid Marco joke. That was a solid Marco joke. But we did get a lot of Cassie, which is good because Cassie's next. 
So I'm sure we're going to deal like, with some of the fallout. I feel like this is one of the first books in a while where we've gotten a pretty even blend of everyone. The closest I would get to a complaint is that it. I just don't know how to read the whole Jake had a book about committing yeah. war crimes and then was fine two books later about that. But again, I think that just comes from the fact that these are probably written at the same time. That's all. Yeah. We did talk about Marco not maybe being as Marco as Marco is. Yeah. But I think that what you guys presented as, you know, yeah. they're taking baby steps around Tobias makes sense. And I also really appreciate that Taylor tries to tap into the fact that Tobias is clearly not the leader, not the second in command. And doesn't he want to be in charge? And Tobias is like, no, dude, I'm good. I'm good out here. Like, I'm fine. I did I did like the very Darth Vader scene of, like, they're hanging over the Yurk pool. And she's like, join me, and together we shall rule the galaxy. And he's like, wrong person. <laughs> no. But I don't know if there's anybody in the group that you could have tortured and twisted and gotten them to agree to that. Marco. Uh, no, I don't think so because of Marco's mom. Yeah, that's true. if Marco's mom wasn't a factor, maybe. But Marco's mom's a factor, so no. Can you imagine if Taylor and Eric joined up? Like it's like a British sitcom. I don't <laughs> yeah. like here. the Odd Couple, or like you can you yerk a robot? Wait, not sorry, not Eric. Fuck, I always do this. The evil animal, David. 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 Oh yeah, that would be yes. Look, I'm gonna all cards on the table. Eric spells Eric with a K, and that's always been shady. And because of that, I always want to call David Eric. This is why I always fucking do this. So you don't love Eric? It comes out good to know. Eric is great. It's just with the K. I'm so it would be a Taylor David. Legion of Doom. Yes. I mean, yeah, if she, like, went after David, like, this would be over, and David would be ruling the universe. Well, he'd be second in command. He'd be dead. Let's be honest. Taylor would have killed him. Taylor would keep him in, like, a hamster wheel. I almost said something that would have been a major spoiler. It would have been very bad. Thank um, you for not. <laughs> thank you for not. Um, but yeah. I, I just I, had to process my mind. I, I now have, like, evil Taylor dressed up as like Maleficent or something with a little rat on her shoulder that's my vision I, I, I kind of enjoy this woman that looks hotter than Angelina Jolie and I just watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith again so like prime Angelina Jolie in all leather no I just that is a good image I don't need Maleficent this is also Angelina Jolie <laughs> about it yeah Shit. Yeah. yeah that's where yeah. i thought you were i know i thought, I thought so nope too. nope my brain went in two different directions she's like my I, bad. I don't want angelina jolie i want angelina jolie <laughs> i just kind of was like wait a second literally wait a second the argument you just had with yourself <laughs> i want angelina jolie from mr and mrs smith not angelina jolie from maleficent that is my argument there's Angelina Jolie from Tomb Raider just standing over in the corner like, what about, uh, <laughs> shut up. What about Angelina Jolie from Wanted? Also good. Apparently just Angelina Jolie that is movie an assassin. Was, no, that movie was stupid. They were curving bullets. I, that I, was the point. I cannot understand how anybody enjoyed that movie. It's because Professor Xavier's a telepath and he can curve yeah. the bullet if he wants. Yeah. 
I mean, That's just a lot of hot people. And like, it was all like the fruit of the loom assassins. animals that were deciding, or fruits, whatever, that were deciding. <laughs> loom what the fuck is a fruit of the loom animal? There, there were people inside those costumes. They were animals. Whatever. Have I not seen one in 10 years? No, it was because movies. they had a, a loom, which of course becomes fruit of the loom to me, which is an underwear brand, which had Thank guys you. in fruits in commercials. Who I guess were really pulling the strings, haha, on the whole thing. So you didn't go from Loom to Luminous Fish to Big Bang Theory. No. Okay. Is that your your path? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and the fact that he wore Fruit of Loom underwear? No, there's an episode where Sheldon I am fully aware of the episode, don't worry. Okay. Murder murder is the fruit of that loom. And that's the most amazing thing i've said on this podcast you know who else was in this movie common you know what's really sad is apparently i'm really bad at movies <laughs> not doing trivia <laughs> also really but, like common and things right now is when we would normally be doing trivia so the movie brain should have kicked in it should have i've had too much to drink apparently did you say that uh, you like common and things yes i did i like extraordinary Ludacris is also a <laughs> <laughs> Ludacris is also this conversation. <laughs> All right. Should we move on? <laughs> to what? Tim? I mean, I to feel what? like we've probably missed some important things, but that may be a good uh, yeah. idea nevertheless. I feel like we haven't taken this book as serious as it needs, but also I feel like that's just our vibe. I don't yeah. know why I think it's gonna change. We we do get we do get a couple of Hork Bajir H bombs, or as is the case for them, G bombs in here. That's true. It's been a Gaff. while since anyone shouted Gaffrosh. Yeah. Can't convince me that doesn't mean fuck or fucking. Cassie has a cell phone, Rachel doesn't. That's true. Which is Cassie. not something I expected. <laughs> Cassie has a cell phone and Axe invents iPhones. <laughs> but doesn't have a credit card. <laughs> oh, Axe is once again hoisted by the greatest petard, capitalism. <laughs> there was a new word that we learned. Was it, uh, oh, hang on, I almost had it, not. Unsweet? <laughs> nope, nope, that is a new word that we learned. Also, a word that makes me giggle when people say it out loud, apparently. But that's we do haircut, need to talk right? about. Yeah, that's yes. the haircut. Yeah. So to to I want to talk about the unsweet while Tim looks this up. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, uh, and we'll we'll just skip the process of my trying to remember that and not like sweaty or shway or <laughs> any other word. Uh, it's a in, military in like horror. Like it's a it's a sign that you fucked up. Yeah. So uh, because. Axe and Tobias both have to be Andalites, and Tobias's Andalite morph is Axe. To look less alike, Axe starts carving off chunks of Tobias's fur, and Tobias is like, what are you doing? It's like, it's called an unsweet. It's supposed to look bad. I don't know how to do good haircuts, but this is what we do to Andalites who fuck up, and they wear their shame, and then when their hair is grown back, we just forget about it. So two things. One, Andalites get haircuts. What the fuck? And two, 
wouldn't their hair return to normal after they morph? That's why he has to do it again real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Just every time. Well, okay, we've established most Andalites don't morph much. Fair. A lot of Andalites can't morph. This is probably reserved more for cadets. Yeah. But that means that whenever an Andalite cadet who can morph fucks up, Whenever they demorph, someone's gonna be like, "All right, come here, get your unsweet." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He, I feel in like this old man voice. He sets the clippers to eight, and he's like, "No, no, 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 no! I've this was a couple months ago. You need to change that setting. Change it it's back eight. to like a four. Okay, so the smaller the number, the smaller the that you're taking off. Yes, I think it's the other cool. way. I don't know. I have used... No, I think it is the other way now that you say that. Now that you say yeah. that, because I think the ten... Higher numbers are further from the blade. Okay. It's 2020. Who's had a haircut? I mean, Ugh. I do occasionally, like, trim beard, so... This is the only reason I know this. Um, Axe almost gets stuck in taxon form. <sighs> Which Not would be a very bad day. Yeah, kind of terrifying. Because it's basically described as like your battery's kind of running out not necessarily like you're slowly getting tired it's like and you're done yeah because he gets in such a feeding frenzy that just like he goes digging this tunnel which is why they're morphing taxon by eating dirt but dirt doesn't have enough nutrients to re recharge him yeah. so he just and he goes in a circle eats until he exhausts until he passes out yeah and would have died if not for Tobias and friends. Yeah. I also love the physical comedy that comes out of this moment and just in general whenever they're in the tunnels. And the idea is Axe and Tobias are digging the tunnels. The others, Sans Cassie, are there to provide physical backup should they lose control of the morph. And then Taylor's chillin' like a villain, like she is. And we get this great farce. Where she still has not figured out Tobias just is a Nothlet. <laughs> yeah, like he tries really hard to go from Taxonbird and Light. Yeah. Or like they keep having to distract Taylor so Tobias can morph because he saw her she saw him stay as a bird for hours yes. last time she was around. Earlier in this book he acquires her while a bird and she's like, Oh, have Andalites gotten better at morphing? I was like, you know, we have scientists too. But I do appreciate that he just doesn't want her to know anything else about him. Like, I, I get that, and I appreciate that, and, like... It's great. I just love that there is this part of her that is so conniving and paranoid that she would sooner believe the ridiculous thing than put two and two together and get fucking bird. Oh, no, I think she's fully aware that he's a bird. Oh, do you? I mean... How else did they get her more? Oh, I don't think she has any idea. Then how else did he get her form? See, Which, I think she like, legitimately thinks the technology allows yeah. them to acquire wall morphed now. Yeah. Okay, valid. But also, like, can we talk about that power play? Like, fucking showing up in her human form. Yes. And her human form pre-fire, uh, which is the whole reason why she is... Who she is now? Did you say? And then did you say power play? Power yes. play. Yeah, I heard PowerPoint. Oh yeah, well, you know <laughs> Tobias's PowerPoint. <laughs> he just shows up and he's like, "All right, 
He can't hold Point the one. clicker in his talon. <laughs> He's got to grab it with his beak and just occasionally bite it to advance <laughs> slides. All right, so now we're going to go to point two. Yeah. So um, I, f- I finally found the word. Okay, what's the word? Well, before, hang on, before, 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 I want to say one more thing about Tobias's PowerPoint. <laughs> he then one-ups himself <laughs> because they go to Starbucks and she orders a latte with skim milk, ca- no caffeine, and he's like, give me the fucking dankest <laughs> cappuccino you got. He's like a triple espresso with like as much fat milk as you can provide, please. What's it's the just, word, Tim? It's okay. just the best. Fuck you. This is the condition of being able to, or unable to control a morph. And the word is Natalseth. Which, Not also. Which is exactly how I read it, which of course gave me all these visions of like Darth Vader in front of like a protest group with these signs just holding it up saying not all sith like we're not all terrible we don't all kill all the younglings and everybody looking tim, at him like that's not that's not true darth tim there's there's a name for that it's ben skywalker <laughs> <laughs> what uh what about an animal fact alex well i will grant that this one is a little outdated but i like it in part because it's got an image of a bunch of ducks just like a sea of ducks uh, with the caption, gotta pull out my after dark voice for this one. No, I don't like that. <laughs> Ducks have a voracious appetite for locusts. I don't like that. Back in January, uh, Pakistan asked the UN for assistance with the incoming locust swarm that they were afraid would cause massive, massive problems. And I am looking now at a BBC News article about one country's response to this. China, uh, and I don't know if this happened or not. I, you would think I would have done research in the intervening 37 years since February. But frankly, I remembered right after we started recording to pull this up, which is better than I normally do. <laughs> Uh, China masoned ducks to battle Pakistan's locust swarms. Oh, I do remember this. Uh, China could deploy up to 100,000 ducks to neighboring Pakistan to help tackle swarms of crop-eating locusts, according to reports. An agricultural expert behind the scheme says a single duck can eat more than 200 locusts a day and can be more effective than pesticides. Although another researcher did question the duck's effectivity. Lu Liji, a senior researcher at the Zhejiang Academy of Agricultural Sciences, told Bloomberg that the ducks are, quote, biological weapons. He said that while chickens could eat about 70 locusts in one day, a duck could devour more than three times that number. Ducks like to stay in a group so they are easier to manage than chickens, he told Chinese media. Uh, they did, because science is real and matters, they did do a trial in western Xinjiang in the western Xinjiang province of China uh, to test the ducks' effectivity in locust consumption. Uh, and after that, they were going to send the ducks on to Pakistan's worst affected areas of Sindh, Balochistan, and Punjab. Uh, the scheme quickly took hold on Chinese social media, and here is really the highlight of this article. Go Ducks! I hope you come back alive, 
wrote one user of China's Twitter-like Weibo platform. I, I'm pretty sure that was also a line in Mighty Ducks 2. <laughs> I know this one was. Heroic ducks in harm's way, said another. There is concern, however, about the temperature in Pakistan and general lack of water, which, as it turns out, ducks do need. Um, in, th- in 2000, China shipped 30,000 ducks from Zhejiang province to Xinjiang to tackle an infestation of locusts. So, there you go. Ducks, really good at fighting locust problems. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. I wanna have, like, a locust eating contest with a duck. You think you could take the duck? I don't know. I, uh, 200 is a lot of locusts. How many locusts can you eat in, like, five minutes? Is the locust the thing that, like, was tapping on my window? Is that what Possibly. we decided? N- no. <laughs> that was the a... scary bug that was tapping on my window? No, that was not, not nearly a locust. No, that was the Baba Duke. Yes. <laughs> no, that was not. Stop that. <laughs> that was Gritty's rich uncle, Baba Duke. <laughs> Oh, um, never mind then. <laughs> no, locusts are bigger than that thing. That thing was fucking huge. Yeah, but I, that thing was like the size of my hand. It wasn't a locust. I think you're wrong. I mean, I would think I could eat probably like, <laughs> like if you were to fry the locust, I could probably knock out like see, I don't know, thing. twenty no, or twenty five. You gotta eat them raw. Yeah, the ducks I'm are not, eating them raw. I'm not looking to get a disease here. Well, then we've got to find out how many fried ducks, or sorry, <laughs> fried ducks or locusts. That's what it's going to be. Many, the duck's going to eat many... 200, and then I'm going to eat the duck. <laughs> God, oh. Uh, congratulations, you've solved my locust puzzle. <laughs> uh, I don't think I can eat duck ever again now, thank you. Just a little Matryoshka doll of Tim, and then a duck. And then 200 locusts. And then a locust. Uh, and it's all fun and games until Sasquatch comes and eats me from his sentinel. Oh, God. Uh, any listener questions? We do have a question. Um, this is, frankly, on my part, self-aggrandizing to read. Uh, but I think it's a good question. Uh, this comes from listener Dakota, whose last name we won't mention because Yerks. The subject line is, Alternomorphs? They write, I'm just curious to see if you all will continue the journey of Alternomorphs to the end of your own little world. I'd love to see how you all handle the different situations. I'm only on episode four, but I'm hooked. I'm scared for it to end. I would like to continue with it. We have not made plans yet, as this is our first time back recording post-hiatus. But I am game if everyone is. I will probably take this opportunity to go ahead and retool some rules. And uh, update the some three hour since more? we went <laughs> the three hour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love you, Alex. It's Please just, don't kill my character. It just doesn't have a hard line, is all. You know, two, three hours, whenever. <laughs> two or three hours. Somewhere in there. <laughs> it's one of those two. It is one of those two. <laughs> um. I will never forget <laughs> that down, and I don't deserve to. <laughs> Um, I know John we, said he's excited to come back if we continue to do it. Yeah, I, I don't think it will be too hard to get the gang back together 
Uh, it may still not be right away because I do need to do some rule updating and rework my notes a little bit based on how absolutely buck wild we got last time. <laughs> Spoiler alert, expect more of Melissa Chapman in the future because <laughs> new favorite character as an NPC. Um, so maybe it's certainly very possible. Uh, I also want to throw out there that we've had a lot of chatter on Twitter and people reaching out and everything. And thank you. Uh, I think 90% of that, it's me responding. It might be Alex. Every it might be Tim. I don't actually know who else gets on there and deletes the notifications and then doesn't respond to shit, Alex. So I, I legitimately thought that it just left notifications on both of our things. That is on me. Whoops. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh, no, but seriously, uh, we've had people that are going through the backlog catch up and make comments on things that we've said um and have offered thankfully nobody is pointing out things that we said wrong like that i don't give a shit if we said something wrong fuck it if we don't catch it sorry yeah, it's fair but game. catching or offering new book recommendations or other podcasts or more animal facts like it's really really great and really appreciated yes we have a twitter we do I'm just kidding. But no, that's not me that goes in and clears out notifications. That's me. I don't like notifications. I'm also the kind of monster who ha who stays at inbox zero, okay? No, you're fine. It's just like, I thought I had a notification on my watch. Maybe I didn't. Then I go in and I'm like, oh, no, he did. There's like did 20 not of realize, them. Did not realize those were shared. That is on me. Oopsie daisy. okay. <laughs> uh, yes, but also, I guess if you're listening, hi, you're probably talking to me on Twitter. I'm sorry. Every once in a while, I do respond, or more likely, I'll like it and then go respond from my own account, because yeah, I don't want Meg to get blamed for things I say. Wait, I can say stuff and get Meg blamed for it? Fuck well, all of that. Uh, oh. <laughs> Tim that is, is now much more active on our Twitter. <laughs> that is not a power that we needed to give Tim. <sighs> Meg changes the password. Yep. <laughs> Kicks everybody out of it but me. All right. So, uh, Meg, it's time for your prediction for the next book. Oh, you're Now, hang on. I think, I think you are misremembering how <laughs> the end of this works. No, no, no. That's fine. Here's my prediction. That actually Tim's going to tell us what he thinks is going to happen next. Okay. So, the next book, right, is called The Unexpected. You are yes. correct. Okay. And Tim, I'm going to help you out here. Yes. It's not about the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> okay. Good. That would have been unexpected to me. Uh, Nobody on. expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> okay, that's where that's coming from. It's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Who oh. is uh, uh, four? Is Cassie right? Yes. yes. Okay, so where it's a Cassie book, and something unexpected is going to happen. So I tried to sit here and think about what I thought the most unexpected thing to happen would be. That was still like I don't know reasonable to think about my unexpected turn is that there's another anamorph or another uh, thing entity with the anamorph powers right i mean we've already had other andalites i know i know sure. it's, it's it's like a very david thing what if i tell you that the cover has a kangaroo on it that would be unexpected 
It's almost like I mentioned kangaroos earlier, too. Yeah, you did. You did. I didn't realize that those were two were related. I just yeah. looked it up because I was like, I don't actually remember which book this so, is. And then I looked and was like, it's that book. They're going to go to Australia. Who is they? The Animorphs, namely Cassie. And I mean, that and that's in, where a, they stayed. in yeah. and of itself is pretty unexpected because I don't know what's happening in Australia. But I guess Visser 3's got a secret base facility in Australia and they have to go stop it. Do you think they'll get any like Australian morphs, maybe a kangaroo or a dingo or a drop bear? I I don't know what a drop bear is. Oh, you haven't heard of drop bears? I have not heard of drop bears. So we haven't all lived in Australia, Alex. <laughs> in Australia, you want to be very careful when you stand under trees. Because there are these animals called drop bears that will literally drop out of trees and maul you. Are they like, how big are these animals? Uh, about the size of a koala, a little smaller. But, I, I'm... but they're very strong and very angry. Because you're near their trees, they're territorial. Ah. I think my dog is secretly one of these. He's been very <laughs> angry for the past week and a half. <laughs> he keeps jumping off the couch. He's just barking at everyone. My dog is 10 years old, and I can count the number of times that I've heard him bark. And it's like tripled in the past week. Okay, yeah. Uh, yes. Obviously, there'll be a kangaroo. I don't know about a dingo. Uh, you know what? Let's say yes to drop bears, just because I didn't know they were a thing. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to Google the shit out of a drop bear right now, though. I can't because my phone's dead. But as soon as we're done here. And I can... Did you not put your phone on a charger? It, well, yeah, but that's a long way away. <laughs> okay. I can, I can also just use my computer as soon as we're done here. But I know if I start Googling stuff on the computer. You won't finish hosting yeah, this yeah, wonderful my, episode. My attention span will decline. <laughs> it's already so high. I know it's 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 sad. It's a sad little attention span. Tim, I'm going to tell you now. Don't Google drop bears. Learn f- about drop bears from the next anime. Okay, book. all right, got it. I will do. I that. think this is this is going to be a great learning experience for you. I will do it. Okay. All right. Uh, does anybody have anything they want to plug while we're here? Panelology keeps ticking right along. The Rob Thomas, no, not that one, Robcast is into the second season of Veronica Mars. Um, it I've done koala. It's like a fucking evil koala. I've done a better job of guessing plots of Veronica Mars episodes right up until this most recent one. <laughs> Meg? Um, judging book covers is coming back soon. We're on hiatus while I was moving. Um, and hang handbook for handbook podcast should be coming back soon to talk about the new Twilight book and um, the impact that Twilight had on the book industry and whether or not we enjoyed the new Twilight book. So yeah. Also, I have a blog. Go check it out, where I'll be talking about the new Animorphs graphic novel at some point soon. Yes. Tim, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, everybody should go listen to a podcast called Arson. It might be a little while before you hear a familiar voice, but you might in that one. It's Hey Tim. A R S E N. 
I hear that it's straight fire. I would agree. I would agree. Straight fire. I feel like there was something else that happened during the hiatus that you were involved with. Tunnel Season 4. Oh, yeah. Tunnel Season 4 is out. That's true. Yeah, everybody should go listen to Tunnel Season 4. Uh, not only because I'm in it, but also because Meg's in it. That is also a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'll really dig it. Oh, man, you are on fire to close this one out, aren't you? It's like I never left. <laughs> been, been sitting taking up the Zoom the call time. for months. <laughs> we missed you too, Alex. <laughs> We'd like to thank Red Sphinx for our show art. You can check out more of their work by supporting their Patreon or visiting at Chaos Does Art on Instagram. If you're interested in getting some cool art, email red at c.spakes.animator at gmail.com. Peep our social meds at Minds at York on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to send us questions, comments, or love letters, you can email us at mindsatyurk at gmail.com. Website is mindsatyurk.com. You know how to spell yurk. I'm not doing it for you again. You've listened enough. Wait, I don't know how to spell yurk. Oh, God. It's Y-E-E-R-K, Meg. If you love us... What if us, it's plural? What if it's plural, Tim? It's Y-E-E-R-K-I, Meg. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now, I thought yurky was what they got from that uh, roadside stand <laughs> yeah, that's right. near was... Area 51. Yurk. I regret this. I regret this so much. <laughs> yurky. Why do I talk? If you like us and want to help us out, rate review us on Apple Podcasts. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. Let us know if we aren't on your podcatcher of choice. Now, Alex, this is the part of the show where you pick a line for us. Somebody say win. Win. Very different from my life as a hawk. I've been Tim. My name was Alex. And I'm Megan. And until then, we fight. with once upon a time but those are fairy tales this this is a true story and it's happening right now a land of magic and adventure lies hidden away from those who have heard the tales but refuse to believe them what lafrisia but that's not none of those stories were real the majestic land of Lafrisia, under the rule of King Arson, is home to magical beings known as fairies. The veil between the human realm and that of the Fae is thin, and while their existence is unknown on Earth, their presence is everywhere. Your parents were Fae. They were fairies, and you are of fairy descent. She doesn't know it yet, but Orly Fae Sharp will soon embark on a quest to find out the truth about Lafrisia, her family, and her identity. And you'll fly above the city and know just how magical life can be. Just how magical you can be. Arson, a magical audio drama experience. Coming soon.